Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability we all have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. I'm your host, Jihi Jolly. We're back with a new lineup of weekly episodes after a brief summer break, and this week's conversation is the perfect refresher for anyone who might be feeling like they could use a little fire or motivation right now. Our guest is Sean Lewis of New Orleans, who has been practicing SGI Nichiren Buddhism, which is based on chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo since he was pretty young. Today, he tells us a story of a period in his life a few years ago when he found himself coasting and then, after losing a job, struggling financially with no sense of direction. Along with solidifying his daily Buddhist practice, he dug deep to rediscover a childhood dream that opened up a most unexpected journey. I'll let Sean share the rest. My name is Sean Lewis. I'm 35 years old, calling from New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, I'm a social media manager for a gaming company. Thanks for having me. Amazing. Thanks for being here. Um, So I always like to start the podcast with context on how people started practicing Buddhism, and then we'll kind of get into today's topic. So if you could just tell me briefly, like, how did you encounter SGI Nichiren Buddhism? And when you decided to actually start chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, why? Like, what was going on in your life? Yeah, so... um... Uh, my father was in the Air Force and we, we kind of traveled around a bit. And uh, in 95, we had moved to uh, Saudi Arabia. And uh, while in Saudi Arabia, um, my mother, you know, she kept in contact with her, uh, her Japanese friends in uh, New Orleans. And uh, one day she was having a conversation with uh, her friend and she requested uh, some more material and learning more about Buddhism. And so, uh, you know, we had some book and beads and a little bit of information sent over to our uh, place in Saudi Arabia. And uh, when we moved back to the United States in uh, 98, uh, so I'm, I'm half black, half Japanese, and uh, my mom's a very strict Japanese mother. And uh, she wanted to start practicing Buddhism. So she uh, always brought me along because I was kind of the mama's boy. And um, at first, I really didn't want to go, but uh, the environment was really nice. And I got to see like other uh uh, kids, because I was still a kid uh, around my age that were there. And uh, it was just a great vibe. And, um, you know, seeing them chanting uh, and practicing Buddhism at their age also encouraged me to want to practice as well. Hmm. So that's pretty much how it all started. I see. So like you're, um, you were in New Orleans, the time you started chanting, like you kind of grew up there in the practice. Uh, That is correct. Yes. I see. I see. Got it. And, um, well, because I also was born into a family that practices or it started really young. I know some people actually start chanting when they're young and then other people go to stuff, but they don't actually chant. So I'm curious for you, um, when did you actually make chanting like a consistent personal practice and and what led to that? Well, um, I guess I always felt like, uh, you know, chanting and my, my mother is always chanting and she chanted for us as well. Um, uh, you know, I, I can't really explain <clears throat> all the benefits that I've gotten from it, but I always felt like uh, when we needed some type of help the most, uh, we always got some sort of protection, uh, especially when uh, Hurricane Katrina hit. Um, 
you know, uh, we didn't know what to do. Um, I don't think anybody really knew what to do, but somehow, uh, you know, financially and, you know, just having a place to stay because we lost our entire home uh, due to that hurricane. Uh, somehow we were always okay. So um, it's just something that I, I guess it's like a habit that I built when, when circumstances arise and it's hard to think myself through a situation. Uh, I use chanting and, you know, I use this Buddhist practice to, uh, you know, to gain the wisdom on, you know, how to overcome, you know, whatever struggles in front of me so that I could get back on my feet. Yeah, that's a really good, good way to put it. Um, yeah, just to have it as a tool when life throws stuff at you is is incredible. Um, and it sounds like you had that available to you at a very young age, which is, sounds amazing. So um, so today I, I want to kind of dig into a topic that I feel like many people will be able to relate to. And I heard bits and pieces of your story, but I'd love to unpack it with you, um, which is kind of like when you feel, you know, like you're kind of coasting and you're not really fulfilled by whatever work it is you're doing or how it is you're spending your time. Um, that is like a universal struggle. And then I know that you have like a kind of wild experience where chanting helped you sort of find the guts to fight for a childhood dream that you weren't pursuing. So maybe let's start from the beginning, kind of like what was this childhood dream and tell me a little bit of like the story of what happened and then we'll go through and unpack it. Gotcha. Well, first, uh, you know, uh, Growing up, I always felt like uh, I was pressured by society and also, you know, with a strict Japanese mother uh, <laughs> to get a, a, a good paying job, um, you know, a big boy job. And so, uh, you know, I got a bachelor's in music studies and a master's in entertainment business. And I couldn't find anything in that field. And uh, it was really discouraging. And but, uh, you know, one day I decided to get an adjuster's license and became an insurance adjuster and made a a lot of money uh, doing that. And uh, I felt like I was on top of the world until uh, we all got laid off. And then um, it's everything that I worked so hard for uh, just uh, was gone in an in instant. So when that happened, uh, my, my ego, uh, everything about me just kind of uh, shut down a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing I really uh, like about this Buddhist practice and um, those in, you know, in the Buddhist organization um, is that, you know, when you give up on yourself, uh, they tend to never give up on you. And uh, that process can be a bit painful because it's like, you know, why, uh, you know, like I've given up on myself. Why even spend the time? Huh. Uh, but they never gave up on me and uh, encouraged me to really use this practice to change my life because uh, I, I really didn't want to do anything else. I, I didn't know what else to do. And um, they saw that. So uh, one day, uh, while trying to challenge my own circumstances, I was just really upset with myself. And, um, and I was just kind of uh, just seeking for like an answer to this. And I was just kind of going through some, you know, Buddhist, uh, you know, I have some some books uh, from Daisaku Ikeda, and um, he was talking about dreams and goals. And I don't re really remember the specifics of it, but I remember after reading that, um, still upset with myself, just thinking, what is my dream? And then like, what are my goals um, besides just trying to get really rich and successful? Like, what 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 does that look like? And um, I wanted to be really um, 
honest with myself. And so I was just thinking, well, you know, when I was a child, I always wanted to just play video games and have people play, uh, pay me to play video games. And so I just uh, entertained that idea for a good while. And then I thought to myself, well, what's the point of it all? Like if I, if I, if that did happen, then why, what would I do when I get there? And I thought to myself, like, well, I would inspire other people to, to chase their childhood dreams as well. And for some reason, um, that really uh, meant something to me. And uh, I was really feeling like crap at that moment. But um, I felt like I had nothing to lose anyway. I was working three jobs uh, just to uh, keep up with the bills that I've accumulated from my past lifestyle, (laughs) Mm. Um, from, you know, um, losing a job, a prior job. So, yeah, so I, I had nothing to lose and 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 so but a lot to gain. So that's that's where it really all stemmed from is from that moment. I see. I totally feel you. So basically you you decided to start chanting about it. Um and this kind of childhood dream emerged. So what happened next or like what action did you take? Because I, I know the story gets kind of wild after that. Right. So um, you know, I think the hardest part was figuring out, um, you know, I was really uh, broke at the time and trying to figure out how am I going to get into the gaming industry. Uh, and so uh, it was just kind of just, you know, one day I was just kind of on Instagram and I was just taking a look at some channels and I realized uh, there was this game called Fortnite that was just really, really uh, trending on all channels. And um, I was just looking at how these, uh, these channels were kind of like marketing this game. And I was just thinking to myself, like, wow, I'm totally unimpressed. I think I can do better, you know, and uh, it kind of just started from there. Um, I was thinking like, you know, I have nothing to lose. Uh, I might as well make my mistakes right now. So I'm going to look for any gamers posts on on Fortnite and post it on my channel. And uh, one day um, a post had gone viral and I was thinking to myself, uh, well, how many followers did I get? And I saw I gained a lot of followers, but the, uh, the, the gamer that I was featuring, he gained three times more followers than I had. And so I thought to myself, well, I, I should reach out to him. And so when I reached out to him, uh, he uh, was very excited about the results and he ended up uh, encouraging me to, post, to feature him more. And that's how it... Uh, started off with me reaching out to gamers uh, to feature their content and showing them analytics. And then it kind of became like a marketing uh, for gamers. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not get paid for this at all. And I expressed to them that I'm not making any money off of this. It's just solely to to, uh, market them through putting their content on my channel. And that's how it all started. I see. Got it. And like, as this is happening, I mean, I'm just envisioning, you know, what you shared earlier, like you were feeling really kind of lost and down. This sounds like it must have started to feel exciting, but like what was going on internally, like as this is picking up? Well, so, you know, I I actually was unsure where this was going um, and I was working three jobs at the time. So like doing this required a lot of effort um, in my really busy and hectic schedule and also i was like a youth leader as well uh, for uh the region down here so uh which 
you know, I was traveling to different states to, you know, to, to go to these uh, Buddhist meetings and stuff like that, and to also encourage members there. And it was, it was not an easy thing just because, you know, um, I know I was like struggling a lot, but uh, one thing, you know, when I, especially in, uh, when you have a, a Buddhist community of just people who are constantly trying to encourage each other, uh, I really wanted to win for, for the members. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I wanted to develop this habit of winning and I just could not lose. And so that's what really pushed me to keep going, but it was a very difficult uh, process. And, and of course, like chanting uh, uh, really gave me the, the, the drive and the momentum I needed to like really grow my channel and, and also to grow myself as well. Yeah, I hear you. Um, actually, what you just said, I I loved, and I would love to understand what you mean by it when you said you wanted to develop a habit of winning, because that's like very different than someone who felt like they were coasting. <laughs> what do you mean by a habit of winning, and like where does that kind of come from? Well, I think, well, uh, as, as far as like how my life has gone, um, I feel very fortunate in a lot of things, but I also feel like uh, myself and my family are always, we, we fall short of everything we try to do. And, um, you know, family is super important to me. And, you know, like my, my father was a, was a big, uh, influence to me, uh, as far as like, it, he, he just worked so hard for the family. And when he passed away in 2009, um, he was like the foundation of the family. And when he was gone, there was like, my mother was a stay at home wife and there was like no income coming in and we all just felt kind of lost. And me being the only male left in the family, um, I felt like I really needed to step up as, you know, uh, the man of the house sort of deal, you know? And um, I was just really sick and tired of just like falling short of everything we try to do. And so I really wanted to set an example um, you know, not just for myself, but, you know, my family and, and even like my, my friends that I grew up with that, you know, uh, that anything is really possible. And I, I just had to believe that it's possible for my family. And, and for me to do that, I have to prove it to them by, by doing it myself. Yeah. Wow. That's like a, a huge piece of it, it seems like, or that motivation, because I'm just imagining if that's kind of the weight that you were feeling or like the responsibility that you were feeling, then it makes that period of time where you're like working through jobs and you lost that job, like even heavier than just like someone who's like, what am I doing just for the sake of myself? You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. Thanks for, for sharing that context. Um, so it sounds like you like created this determination that like you, you want to change your circumstances and you don't know where this might lead, but you're going to just do your best at it. If I'm hearing, hearing you right. Um, and then I know like a few months later, something unexpected happened. So can you just like round out the story for us? Yeah. It, um, you know, when I started, uh, gaining momentum, um, uh, with the channel, uh, it was a very exciting thing and it was something that I really wanted to, uh, share with, uh, with others too, just showing them like, Hey, uh, you know, look what I did sort of deal. Um, but still it, it was just very unclear of what I, what the end goal was. So, um, but I kept wanting to do it just because like, 
um, I had no other way of getting myself involved with the gaming industry. Like I had no money and, but I had, I just happened to have a computer and stuff. And um, I, I also felt a little bit desperate to uh, change my circumstances. So yeah, during this time I was really, uh, you know, struggling to pay bills and also to like, uh, and, and started this new determination to accomplish this like childhood dream. Uh, you know, our Buddhist organization, we were in the process of uh, uh, putting together a 50,000 youth festival where we we're going to gather uh, 50,000 youth, uh, you know, pretty much for the sake of peace and have this big performance gathering in uh, different locations in the United States. And I was part of the, the, the Taiko drum team. So that's when I made a bold determination that, okay, well, I'm going to hit 100,000 followers uh, by the 50,000 youth uh, event that's going to take place within uh, however many months. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where that determination came from there. Mm -hmm. So um, even though I was doing really awesome, uh, you know, featuring stuff and growing a channel, um, I made a, a decision to never get paid in doing this. So it was pretty much everything I was doing was totally free. Um, so I was still struggling financially uh, during my, you know, busy and hectic schedule, still working three jobs and struggling and stuff. Um, but one, one day uh, a member, uh, an incredible member, um, she actually passed away uh, last year. Um, she had called me and um, she was mentioning that she's, she's been, you know, uh, i I've been on her thoughts and stuff, and she really um, encouraged me deeply to really use this Buddhist practice to have the capacity of three people and to uh, never give up no matter what while fighting like hell to make sure that, you know, uh, myself and everybody else become happy uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that spirit that she instilled in me was was something that I really held on to dearly and um months flew by so fast and already uh it was the day before the event and um, I was only at like 80,000 followers and uh, it at this moment it did feel like it was impossible but uh you know again like uh you know uh one of my favorite uh Buddhist quotes uh from the writings of Nichiren Daishonin uh is from uh, a, a chapter called uh, The Strategy of the Lotus Sutra. Mm. And uh, it, it talks about you uh, employing the strategy of the Lotus Sutra before for any other and, and having absolute faith. Anything uh, is possible with, uh, when you have uh, faith in this practice. And so um, I, I posted three clips and I went through the rehearsals and stuff like that. Uh, to prepare for the event the following day and literally two minutes before midnight Eastern time, uh, my account reached 100,000 followers. And um, that was an uh, extremely incredible feeling for me. And, and, and to be able to share that with everyone else, like, hey, you know, remember how I've been struggling so much? Well, I remember I told you that I was determined to make this happen. Well, here, here's actual proof, like this actually happened. And I was really able to encourage so many people to, to really step up their, you know, Buddhist practice because, you know, actual proof is like, you know, speaks louder than words when it comes to Buddhism. Yeah. 
Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> First of all, that's incredible. Just like one comment, you know, hearing you say this, like we in just to sort of break it down a little bit for people who are new that's listening, it's like almost like um like when you're only focused on yourself and your suffering, you feel like you're kind of surviving and you don't know how you're going to get to the next thing. But it sounds like you shifted your focus to other people. You were like, I want to encourage other people. It's not just about me. And like you weren't even trying to make money from the channel. So it was almost like you're just training yourself, like just for the sake of encouraging other people, which is really encouraging and like wild. You know, that's not something people do, I feel like, outside of the Buddhist community. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad you actually brought that up because um, I guess the moment I decided to really take this uh, uh, Buddhism seriously, um, you know, it did stem from the, the moment my father passed away. Uh, actually, when, when he passed away in 2009, um, I, I felt pretty helpless and I really didn't know what to do in my life and there was nothing I really wanted to do in my life. But around that time, we just got word that my little sister was pregnant. And um, when my niece was born, um, you know, I was just thinking like, you know, I, I want her to have the happiest life ever. And I, I don't want her to go through the same struggles. And uh, because of her, uh, you know, I really appreciated my family a lot more. And I realized that you know, when I try to just focus on myself, um, just for myself, uh, I, I am not as determined or motivated to do anything, but when I am, I have to win for others is when I really start to shine. And so mm -hmm. I was able to really, um, really hone in on that being extremely involved in the Buddhist organization, uh, to help others who are struggling as well, because I mean, I, I don't know, it's just, it just kind of hurts to see like, somebody who, you know, just don't know what to do. Cause I, I know, I know how that feels. Yeah. I completely hear you. And yeah, that's like why, you know, Buddhism 101, it's like practice for self and practice for others. It can't be one or the other. It has to be both. Um, so I, I totally hear you. And it's such an amazing example of that. Um, so, so after the festival, so you like hit this crazy goal, you hit your follower count and you've been like fighting all out towards this moment. Um, what happened next? Because I, I can imagine like, you know, once sometimes when you hit something huge, things can go downhill or they can like really push you to the next level. So, yeah. What, what happened after the festival? So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I whether you're practicing Buddhism or if you're just like, you know, whatever you're you, you believe in, like the. I, I think uh, if if you the moment you decide that you have achieved something and 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 that is it I I think it's very easy to think that that is it like there's nothing else that needs to be done but there's always something that comes afterwards right so after I hit you know my goal still my circumstances did not change at home I was still had to work three jobs I was still really busy but. You know, I, I'm I got this high going on, and um, you know, I just achieved something remarkable. So, but I didn't know what the next steps would be, and you know, then again, I had to use, uh, you know, my my faith in this Buddhist practice to really, uh, 
start seeking and to push myself to figure out, you know, what, what are the next steps? So I spent a lot of time just chanting and reflecting on my life and, and just to, uh, you know, just trying to like attract an opportunity to emerge in my life based mm-hmm. on my recent achievement. And what ended up happening, happening months later, um, you know, I still stay consistent. By the way, I was consistent every single day, no matter what was going on, whether it's holidays or anything, I was always posting content every single day. Uh, a company uh, had reached out to me through my channel. Uh, they sent a message to me and uh, they requested for a phone call. Uh, I talked with them and they let me know that, uh, you know, they showed me stats and uh, analytics showing that I was, I had the number one gaming channel in the entire world. And um, after learning that, you know, I had no employees and that I had not made a single dollar for my efforts all this time, uh, this company uh, offered to, you know, buy my account uh, uh, they wanted to hire me as well to grow their accounts. And also they wanted to provide health benefits and they wanted me to move to LA. So they wanted to pay for my moving expenses. And, you know, uh, this was an incredible feeling just because like, first of all, I, I did not plan for this at all. I, I didn't know where my life was going. So, um, uh, you know, just, just chanting for some type of direction and, and for this to happen. Uh, it's that feeling like, you know, I created my own job that someone was actually willing to pay me for. And so, you know, I'm proud to say that I'm still working, you know, uh, for the same company and August 1st will, uh, be my three-year anniversary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's wild. Like undeniable actual proof. (laughs) Um, Yeah. First of all, thank you for sharing all of that because that's incredibly encouraging and also just illustrates like there's this quote also in discussions on youth from Daisaku Ikeda that like a lot of people um, I've interviewed love and where he talks about like even if you don't know what to do, like you just have to work hard at something like it's like in working hard at whatever's in front of you that the next door opens. And I feel like your experience encapsulates that like you don't have to have a grand plan and strategize your way to this is how I'm going to make this money and all of that, which um, I really, really love. But I I wonder um, before we kind of move to now, you know, must be such a life life change, then you're working one job with benefits and all these things. during the time like leading up to this moment, was there any kind of Buddhist concept or like Buddhist quote? I know you mentioned one already, but like, you know, that you really held on to in terms of like, this is like the kind of human revolution I have to do. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's actually, um, yeah, coming from the, the writings of Nichiren Daishonin, uh, it was a letter that uh, Nichiren Daishonin had written to one of his most loyal followers, uh, Shijo Kingo, who was like this samurai. And uh, one day he was ambushed by the enemies and he was able to uh, escape that encounter uh, without, you know, unharmed. And, uh, you know, Nichiren Daishonin, who, who's the founder of this Buddhist practice that, uh, you know, we practice, um, he sent a letter encouraging him. And uh, he was saying, um, is it okay if I read the whole quote? Yeah, totally. Sure. Okay, cool. So uh, he says, uh, it is the heart that is important. No matter how earnestly Nichiren prays for you, if you lack faith, it will be like trying to set fire to wet tinder. Spur yourself to muster the power of faith. Regard your survival as wondrous, 
employ the strategy of the Lotus Suture before any other. And then he continues on by saying, have profound faith. A coward cannot have any of his prayers answered. Wow. And this quote was, I, I refer to this quote probably once a month. <laughs> and uh, this is extremely important to me, especially when you're trying to fight for a childhood dream. Uh, it, it takes a lot of guts to even like consider it. You know, the, you think about people's dreams, like, you know, I want to be an astronaut and want to be a firefighter and stuff like that. And, you know, as you get older, uh, it just don't feel like, you know, your interests change or like maybe it just feels very far fetched, you know, things change. But, um, you know, something like video games, it, it kind of sounds ridiculous, uh, uh, especially during that time. And you, you got to have a lot of guts when it comes to uh actually to make any type of determination uh it all starts with a decision to like make an impact in your life and uh i guess another word for that is like to make a vow you know mm -hmm. um so you got to decide uh that enough is enough and if you truly believe that then you know um then use this practice uh, you know start chanting and, and use buddhism to strengthen your faith and you don't have to know what the outcome would be so i i knew what the end result was i wasn't worried about what was happening in between and i chose this buddhist practice as my faith uh i had faith in this buddhist practice to be like my foundation for everything that i was doing yeah i love that that's that's very well put. And it's like, I think sometimes people hear the word faith and it's like, what do you mean faith? You know, but like, it sounds like what you're describing is like faith in yourself and then faith in the power of your practice. And that's not like wishful thinking. It's like you're that much more committed to putting the work in, which includes chanting, obviously, in, in Buddhist practice, but then like practical action, like the labor of building the channel. <laughs> you know, you know um, there's a. Uh... Uh, I remember reading on, uh, you know, President Toda, uh, Jose Toda, who was the uh, the prior president to the current president we have now for the Sokogaka organization. And he was encouraging the youth and, and talking about uh, a time when he watched uh, the American show Popeye. And uh, Popeye would, uh, you know, he was a weakling most of the time, but he would, uh, he believed in the power of spinach. You know, there's nothing special about spinach like he got spinach from wherever it came from there's nothing special about it but he believed he has so much faith in the uh, power of spinach that he was able to achieve anything and you know everybody should have some type of you know philosophy to go by um and the faith is such a powerful um word i feel like and you know my faith just happened to be in in this buddhist practice uh where i'm you know constantly able to reveal like my highest potential so yeah, I love that. Amazing. So so I'm curious now. So you said this August is going to be three years at this company. Um, I wonder, you know, thinking back to like where you were, I guess, you know, at that period of time after you lost the job and you were like, what am I doing um, to now? Like what inner transformation or in, in Buddhism we call human revolution? Like what's like the biggest thing internally that you feel like because I decided to commit to my Buddhist practice, like this is what changed about me. So I think the biggest change uh, um, that has happened, uh, you know, internally uh, because of this practice is uh, 
you know, I didn't have as much confidence uh, in myself. And, you know, I'm the type of person that like to have all the details planned out ahead of time. Um, and, you know, like if, if I'm going to start a journey, um, I need to know how the entire journey will go and how I'm going to actually get to that journey. Um, but this, uh, this Buddhism really uh, helped me like not worry about that so much and just like trust that, you know, where the direction I choose to go is, is, is the right direction. And just don't worry about um, everything that, that arises, all the obstacles that come from out of that determination. It's just like focus on the end goal. And, um, you know, that, I, I think that's a big part of it. It's like this, this practice has helped me overcome my self-doubt and just like, uh, you know, each day I'm, I'm able to like make a step uh, forward uh, no matter what uh, obstacles I deal with that day and, you know, other days that come. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. So I'll ask my closing question, which is how we always end the show, um, which is for anybody who's listening, who's new to Buddhism and maybe struggles with feeling like they're coasting or like they're really unhappy with their current circumstances and, you know, they don't know how to move towards a dream. What one piece of advice would you give them? Um, Honestly, just give this Buddhist practice a try. I'd look for a, a, a Soka Gakkai organization near you and and check it out. I, 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 there's there's two things that really keep me practicing, and you know, one or the other uh, can sometimes have a bigger impact than than the other. But um, you know, study. Um, I do read. Um, you know. I, I could read more, but like, it's, it's always good to like continue to study, uh, you know, read more about this Buddhist practice and, um, just get as much study material as, uh, as possible. And then also too, to just like meet the members, um, you know, to be able to hang out with others who are, uh, you know, trying to like grow in their lives and, and just, just seeing, you know, other people fighting their circumstances and, to be able to have a, a joyful dialogue with them and to hang out with them and, and just to see how they apply Buddhism in their own life uh, is really encouraging as well. So, you know, we're, we're all human beings and there's times where we're going to feel like we're just coasting along with life and things like that. And I think it's important to, to have a, a, a great community that will, uh, you know, that can help us get out of this funk because, because I, I think that um, a lot of times we, we can't, you know, uh, go through these struggles alone. What I love most about Sean's story is that by betting his life on taking action every day, he changed his own life narrative from one of constantly coming up short to one in which he wins every battle he decides to pursue. If you're new to Buddhism, hearing the word battle or winning might feel strange, but chanting Nam-myoho-renge-kyo can often feel like exactly that, a battle to win over your own inner negativity, whether it makes you coast, doubt yourself, or feel lost, and instead pull out your bootability, the unlimited potential in your life to make anything happen even your wildest childhood dreams. On that note, I'll leave you with these words from Buddhist philosopher Daisaku Ikeda that I referenced in our conversation, 
which come from the book Discussions on Youth. He writes, Effort and hard work construct the bridge that connects your dreams to reality. Those who make steady efforts are filled with hope, and hope, in turn, arises from steady efforts. Embrace your dreams and advance as far as they can carry you. That is the hallmark of youth. As always, if you have questions or you'd like to get connected to your local Buddhist community, you can email us at connect at sgi-usa.org. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.